Hello, everybody. Hello! We are here with boy, oh boy, conversations with Gray and JC. Grayson. JC. Grayson, I feel something in the air this episode of Boy, oh boy. Do you really? I do. I feel like the atmosphere has shifted here in the humble home studio. I would agree with you. Mostly, it's gotten darker. It's gotten much darker. But I, I think it's about time we get accustomed to this darkness as a dark cloud has been cast over boy, oh boy. And that dark cloud is known as your new work schedule. Yeah, my new work schedule does not work as well with boy, oh boy. No, but it's okay. We're going to try to make the Wednesday boy, oh boy recordings uh, alive. We're going to try to keep <gasps> it alive. And here we are, a Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. And it brings me back to an earlier boy oh boy a more innocent boy a much less innocent boy oh boy from when we started college and we would record these so late on friday nights this is true but we would be separated also true by a great distance never again never. well maybe actually it'll probably happen again I what mean, when i mean we're gonna be doing this for the next like 50 years of our lives at some point it's probably gonna happen what do you, oh you mean like an occasional like one of us is like off on vacation or something like that. Yeah, that's more what I was Like maybe one to. of us is at Schlitterbahn and the other's not. More or less. And one of us has to record live from the Schlitterbahn. Correct. We That sounds like a special, honestly. I would agree. I would say the special is probably more uh, based in us both going to Schlitterbahn and broadcasting. Maybe. Maybe with Steven. Hopefully. Hope ideally with Steven. I agree with you, though, that JC. This is a, an exciting episode. I feel more excited for this episode of Boy Oh Boy. Just for no reason. I just, I'm so happy. Really? Because I always felt like there was a certain tiredness that came along with the late night recordings, you know? I don't know. I, maybe it's just because my, like, work week is done now, mm. basically, that I'm just so excited from that, that that's compounded by getting ice cream and now being able to record. Boy. I'm just, I'm so thrilled. Ice so cream happy. and boy, oh boy, marks the beginning of your weekend. Yeah. That's exciting. Truly. That is incredibly exciting, Gray the Gray. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to hear it. And maybe I should, I should get rid of that perspective of, of thinking of it as as a more tired time no no i need to start thinking of it like when you watch the lo-fi girl on youtube and her window gets dark outside you don't feel oh i'm so sleepy you feel ooh, now we're in the mood you know we're spicing things up we're spicing things up just like the lo-fi girl it's boy oh boy but now it's boy oh boy at night yo so now we can say curse words like what's your favorite one poopy oh shit that's a good one wait maybe we should go in the opposite direction maybe we should stop cursing because it's so late at night you know because technically more not technically just realistically more of your neighbors are home now and more people they might be trying to sleep exactly have we considered boy oh boy asmr edition uh i feel like we had to in the past 300 episodes at some point this probably got thrown out there but let me hear it no, I meant like the idea behind it. But no, that I mean, I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. Well, not re like is the whole podcast ASMR? Yeah, we do a whole episode, just one. I mean, maybe we could do multiple if it was a real like smash hit. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. So I guess we maybe we save this for the post 300 episodes because we have to have our AI edition, where it's us reading an AI script for a whole hour. That's going to be really incredible. <laughs> I would be so down for that, though, you know? But I think I would want to send it to Steven first to vet the script. 
And by vetted, I mean he would just manipulate it completely. Well, my hope is that Steven goes ahead and makes the script for us because I feel like he is the most equipped to, to prepare something That's like this. That's true. What if we get him to create a premise and then we give ChatGPT the premise to them write an hour-long podcast? Well, my thought is we should definitely have something to train an AI to write an episode of Boy Oh Boy based on past episodes. Okay. I don't know how to do that. I'm not a tech wizard as, as our friends are, as Steven is. I think Steven can pull it off. You think he can? I have faith in him. Do you think he will pull it off for free? Yes. Sans computer? Maybe when he gets his computer back. Okay. I bet he can figure it out on mobile. But we're not in a rush on that, you know? We are. Episode 300 is soon. I'm thinking this is episode 301. I see. Yeah. So. No, maybe. Can it? What if instead of reading the script ourselves, we also have AI voices do the whole thing? See, that's an idea, but I feel like a lot of the value comes in um, our trying to read the script and get through it all, you know? Cause no, I see what you're saying. There's going to be no fatigue in a robot version of us. There will be fatigue in the real life us reading a script for an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what could have started as like an hour long script turns into a three hour long podcast, potentially. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's an exciting prospect to me personally, Grayson. But here we are, the newest era of Boy Oh Boy. Boy Oh Boy at night, as it were. We are officially entering season... Two. <laughs> Two of Boy Oh Boy. Um, and so... <laughs> Forget all those other ones. <laughs> We're back at two. Um, a lot of progress. But it makes sense. Like, I was just saying, this reminds me of the college era of Boy Oh Boy. Which really was season two. That was, well, I don't know. I feel a little bit like summer before college was season two. Or maybe season one and a half. Because there was such a different feel to those episodes than there was to our our initial ones when we were still in school, you know? Those really early, those first 20 or so Boy Oh Boys are especially bad, cursed, bad, atrocious, awful. Unlistenable? Well, listen, there are a couple in there, you know, like um, the the song over analysis. The re-listenability to that episode is huge, okay? My favorite song from the episode is, of course, the wrestling promo we analyzed in the song over analysis. I also appreciate with the song over analysis episode, we both had very different ideas of what the purpose of the episode was. And we both just did our own ideas. What was your idea? I thought it was just we overanalyzed the lyrics. Right. But we both had like different ideas on what overanalyzing lyrics meant. What was your idea of overanalyzing? What is your idea? I don't recall, but I remember us showing up to the episode and being like, oh, that's what you thought? And it being different for each of us. Okay, so in your current form, as a 22-year-old boy, soon to be 23, what does overanalyzing a song mean to you, Grade the Gray? Okay, so um, now if I were to look back at it. Yes. I would say overanalyzing a song is intentionally finding deeper metaphors in the song than really exist. Oh. Like uh, trying to force symbolism uh-huh. into a song that is really just a pop song. Yeah. But my thought at the time when we did the episode, I think, uh-huh. was that the overanalysis was kind of the same thing, but instead trying to make a story out of the song. 
that oh, wasn't there. Yeah, I don't think I was quite as story focused, but right. I struggle to see the big picture generally. So that's just, I think, a smaller <laughs> example of that. You know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I absolutely think so. But here we are, Grayson. New era, new new feel. Okay, new atmosphere, new vibe, and unfortunately. Last week on the podcast was supposed to be our final week with Dear Sweet Chargill, who is visiting Austin, Texas, okay? The last episode of Boy Oh Boy that we recorded, Chargill was still in Austin. However, she did abandon us for a Tinder boy. Yeah, that was kind of messed up. Really messed up. Um, our Tinder worked too well for her. It did, and so it left us without Chargill, and now here we are a week later still without Chargill. But maybe... There is a silver lining here in that Chargill, I think, may have found her life partner. I would accept nothing less. Yeah. Do you think it's a coincidence, or do you think it was very intentional that Chargill only went on a date with one boy, and it is the same name as Bim's boyfriend? Um, I didn't even notice that. They're both Andrew. I wasn't even thinking about that. You weren't even thinking about it? Never crossed my mind. Oh, my God. How could you? How could it not? I don't know. I just didn't really think that much about it. What if you found yourself a little brandy? Okay. That'd be crazy. Exactly. We would notice. There's not a lot of brandies out there. There aren't a lot lot of Andrews. There's a good number of. There's a lot more Andrews than there are brandies. God damn it! Prove it. Name name two Andrews that you know. I'll name two brandies. Brandy, my girlfriend, and Brandy, the pro wrestler, Brandy Rhodes, wife of Cody Rhodes, mother of Liberty Rhodes. I can name three Andrews. Andrew Bim's boyfriend, Andrew Chargill's Tinder date, and a guy I knew named Andrew Yang. Andrew Tate. Also Andrew Tate, yeah. Shit. God damn it. Oh, also, also I have a cousin, Andrew, who is a convicted criminal. Well, there you go. So many Andrews. Ah. Wait, but I know more Brandys, like Brandy Melville. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same name. Exactly. And then also, you know, there's... Those, I'm chalk... No, it's the opposite of chalk full. I'm chalk empty of brandies at the moment. I've run I'm my sure well dry. I'm sure they'll come to you. Maybe. As they, as they come to you over the course of the, the remainder of this podcast, I hope you just shout them out. Non sequiturs. Yeah. They will be. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Chargill's gone, but she has left quite the mark on your home as the air mattress she was sleeping on is still there, deflated on your floor. This is correct. In the humble home studio. Well, hear me out. Yes. She left on Saturday. Okay. I worked all Saturday. Okay, but hear me out. She left your apartment even sooner. This is true, but I didn't even deflate it by that point. Okay. Because I had to go to sleep early to wake up and work on Saturday. Okay, but, but no, she didn't she leave on like Thursday? Did she leave on Thursday? Thursday or Friday. Maybe Friday. Yeah, whatever. She was going to leave Thursday. She messaged me and was like, JC, can I, or am I No, she left Friday. She left yeah. Friday because that was when her performance was. And But but I was saying she was supposed to leave Thursday mm-hmm. or, or, or come stay with me on Thursday. But then when she texted me about it, I was like, yeah, that works. And she said, oh, actually, never mind. I'm going on another date with, with, with Andrew. Her Tinder boy. Tinder boy. Yeah. And so let's think about it. That's two days in a row she saw Tinder boy. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? She doesn't see him on Friday, I don't think. Then Saturday comes, her last day. Or no, flip that. Wait, three days in a row, she saw the the Tinder boy. Because she didn't on her final day, because she was leaving, right? But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, she saw Tinder boy. She's in love. Wow. There's It can't be anything else. 
Truly. Aside from unbridled, pure, and, and simple love. And we're responsible for that connection. I hope when the wedding comes along, we're allowed to give a speech. And hypothetically, maybe a PowerPoint with it. Where we can go through each of her Tinder photos and explain our thought process to the entire wedding. I think that's a wonderful idea, Grayson. However, I wasn't picturing the slideshow being her Tinder photos. I was thinking one of us writes the speech and the other does the presentation. And we have to make them match. We have to to get it to be cohesive. Um, Oh, my heart's exploding if you hear that beeping sound, Grayson. I I thought maybe it was my chair squeaking or something, but good to know that it's just um, your heart failing. No, it it just, it needs, my my heart monitor needs to be charged at the moment, and I can't do that unless you have a charger for my heart phone. Uh, What what type of charger is it? I I don't know, like the kind that enters an Apple computer. I have have no clue what that is. Oh shit, Grayson's gonna save my life right now. Uh, oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. There's no way. Yeah. Let's try it out, Grayson. Let's see if you've been tugging my pud. You haven't been. That's exciting. Incredible. I've once again saved your life. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I guys, the podcast can continue. <sighs> if if I were to drop dead tomorrow. And in my will, it said, Grayson, continue boy, oh boy, with a new co-host. Who do you grab? I would hope the will would say who I have to grab. Ah, shit. What if I give you options? You know? Okay, what are my options? Oh, fuck. If, if I die tomorrow or tonight on the way home, I'm writing this will right now. Who are the options for replacement co-hosts? Obviously, Steven's there because he will also be left without co-hosts. Mm-hmm. Mm, so St- Jenny. Steven and Jenny, big contenders. And a third one, my dad. Oh, I do it with your dad. And that that quick. A hundred percent. Oh, people do say, I get it more and more as I grow older, okay? I went to the eye doctor the other day, and the man at the counter looks at me and says, you're, 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 you're becoming more and more like your dad every day, or some shit like that. I don't know what he said. You're a spitting image of your father. I don't remember. Something to that effect. I mean, you are, though. I don't see it because I, I I see more similarities in my appearance with my grandmother than I do with my own father, you know, his mother. But you don't relate to that. No. I just don't see it. And maybe it's because I'm, I'm lacking a few inches and also a beard, you know, just manhood all around. Um, and that's why I'm struggling to find it. But I don't see the Jimmy in me. I mean, it definitely is in the appearance. Like, to me, it's very, very obvious. Uh-huh. But beyond just your physical appearance, it's all of your mannerisms as well. Mimic him so closely. The way you walk, if you, like, correct the way something. you talk. Uh, like, if you were to adjust, like, a hat or something, or uh, the way you'll cross your arms is so similar. It's crazy. No, no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> well, how, how many ways are there to even adjust your hat? I don't know. I just, I've seen you, like, the way you'll sweep your hair back and, like, pick up your hat a little bit and just the, the like, well, pacing it of it all. Well, because silly otherwise, if you have hair getting squished in front of your face, it no, should be I, tucked into your hat. I agree, but the, it's the pacing of the way you do it. It was, like, so, it's exactly in time. Or, again, the thing that stands out to me is the, the crossing of the arms. You'll both cross your arms in the same way uh, when you're in conversation with people. 
It, it's crazy. I was about to say, I don't even think I crossed my arms. I think they're crossed right now as I'm talking yeah. to an extent. I'm holding yeah. a microphone, which is hampering it. I mean, but if that microphone was not in that hand, those arms would be crossed. I'd be rocking back and forth. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That generally is what happens without a microphone in my hand. Oh, my phone is prompting me to put in a heart-related issue, but there isn't one at the moment. Um, Good to know. Yeah, okay. So yeah, you're just like your dad. It's crazy. The other day I was looking at our Arizona trip posts for, no, sorry. Yeah. From Arizona when we went to Flagstaff and everything. Oh, I still need to do mine. You still, you should do it right now when, when everyone else is doing their 4th of July posts. That's a great now idea. when you do the Arizona one. <laughs> and, and I was looking at it and the Grand Canyon photos, you look quite Bob-esque. I, I can't lie. Bob-esque? Bob-esque. I think I look terrible in all of the Grand Canyon photos. I don't think this is true. I think, honestly, you look you look better in the photos, like a more matured human being, in the, the Arizona ones than the New York ones. Because I also looked at the New York ones, and minus the Yossified version, you look, you look so not Grayson to me. Like, I just... Because obviously the Yossified one is like your true self. You know, Truly. that screams Grayson, yeah. Gray the Gray. But... All the other photos, it's like, I don't remember Grayson ever looking like that, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. Because, like, you, you, you've you've developed a, a I don't want to say disheveled, because disheveled sounds mean, but disheveled in a good way. Whereas the New York photos, you look so prim and proper, like a, you look like you were in Pee Wee Herman, if that makes sense. What? I don't know. Look at your haircut in our family photos. It looks like someone in Pee Wee Herman would have that. You know? Like his next door neighbor would have that haircut. I don't know how to feel about this, JC. I'm so... Do you like Pee Wee Herman? I do like Pee Wee Herman. Okay. Well, there you go. I know how you should feel about it. I don't feel great about it. I've never once in my life been like, man, I wish I was a Pee Wee Herman character. Why not? Well, have you seen the man? What about him? He's handsome. I might defer. And also, things really did not work out for that poor guy. You mean because he jerked off in a theater? Yeah. Yeah, but that happens to the best of us, honestly. It's only a matter of time before we see Steven in the news. You know? You're so right. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not going to hold Steven accountable. How can I hold Pee Wee accountable? Okay? Especially with a cute little face like that. It's the same justification I use for Stephen. So when you looked at the New York photos, you were like, how could I ever hold this man accountable with a cute little face like that? About Stephen? No, about me. Oh. As the P.B. Herman character. Well, I guess to a lesser extent, you know? Uh, But Stephen, absolutely. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's more the cuteness than it is the Pee Wee Herman-esque-ness. So let's dive into what you mean by disheveled. The shit, like, your hair is longer. You have more facial hair. You know, you look like you're a more comfortable human being. And maybe it's because we had the pose all weird for those family photos, but you just don't look comfortable in the New York photos. But then you did in the Arizona ones, just look kind of more natural, no. you know? You yeah. say so. I think so. I think, are, are you still planning on cutting your hair? Man, I don't know. Maybe when I get home. Okay. Because we went a while with Chargill being here and not a, not a single hair was cut. As far no, as I mean, I brought it up a couple of times, but I just never really got around to it. Why do these cowards not want to cut your hair? I don't know. Your brother, Chargill, none of them. It's messed up. I don't know. It's really, truly messed up. It keeps getting longer and longer, and I don't I don't know how I haven't cut it. Because I hated it when it was like an inch and a half shorter than this. But you don't hate it now. 
I still kind of hate it. Oh, okay. But I like, at this point, it's gotten so far. I'm like, man, am I really ever going to fix it? Yeah, you think you just may let it grow for the rest of time. Well, probably not the rest of time, but I feel almost pot committed now. Maybe throw it up in a ponytail every now and then. Right. You know, I'm thinking the school counselor from Freaks and Geeks. You ever see that? No. She's balding greatly and has a ponytail. That's what the future I want for you. That's so rude. Well, no, because it's just you and the jam. Sorry, you in the woods, not you in the jam. You and the jam, technically. You in the woods making jam with a big old bald, bald spot and a rockin' ponytail. You know? Flip-flops. You know, I think I'll pass on the bald spot and the flip-flops. But you'll take the ponytail. I'll take the ponytail. Okay, this is so exciting, Grayson. This is so very exciting. Grayson, right now I'm looking at you, and you're wearing a brown shirt. Isn't that right? I mean, it's kind of like a yellowish brown, but yeah, brown. I don't see the yellow from here, and I apologize for that. Okay, Maybe it's just kind of dark in here. It's definitely kind of yellowy. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll respect your judgment. You're you're a little closer to it than I am. But let me take you back. Let me take you back to a few weeks ago when I am on Instagram, and this band I really enjoy. They're called Flip Turn. Okay. They ha- they do some show in New Jersey, which I think is maybe a hometown show for them. I'm not really too certain. But they do it at this famous historic venue called the Stone Pony. And some local t-shirt printer in the area made like special edition, limited run, 25 t-shirts for that specific show. Okay? And I end up messaging that screen printer immediately after I see it. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, that t-shirt looks so cool. I want one. And it's this white t-shirt with like the, the storefront or like the venue front of that music venue. And it says flip turn and it has like all the show details. I thought it looked really cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I message them and I say, hey, is there any chance you're selling those flip turn t-shirts? And then two weeks go by and I finally get a response. And they're like, hey, I'm about to dump all my old screens before I make new ones. And I'm doing a, a, another limited run of that T-shirt before I get rid of it. Uh, are you still interested? And I say, of course I am. And he says, okay, it'll be $45. Um, and it'll include shipping, all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, it's a little much. But, you know, I reached out to him. It's like a local artist in the area. Not local to Austin, right? But an independent artist. And it's a cool shirt. So I'm like, okay, I'll do it. And I zell the dude $45. Now... We, we skipped to about four or five days ago. I get a message from him, and it's my tracking info. This is huge, Grayson, okay? Mm-hmm. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited because this T-shirt is super, super cool looking. And then I get a message from my apartment complex. Oh, my goodness, a parcel pending has arrived. <gasps> I have to go type in my silly little code in the silly little machine to get my package, okay? And that package is not silly and little. No, no, it contains my T-shirt that I paid $45 for, you know? Is it the wrong t-shirt? Well, listen, I'm gonna show you a photo of the t-shirt that I saw in the original post, if that's okay with you. Sure. Okay, here it is. If you wanna describe it for the audience, kinda like, just let them know what you're seeing. I think it looks very cool. Yeah, it says flip turn live, and then the image of the venue front looks almost like it could be like a, a newspaper type of image, like something you see in yeah. the old-timey newspaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like a simple black print, you know, one screen being printed on this. Yeah, and then it has like the name and location and the date and everything. But yeah. Exactly. Cool kind of posterized kind of look to it. So I open up my package, Grayson, mm-hmm. 
and it believe it or not it is that design um however the shirt's brown just a really weird shade of brown and do you have a picture well i do but the picture doesn't do it justice the picture makes it look a little tan i promise it's okay. so brown okay here's here's the picture of it my definitely shirt. in the picture looks like a tan shirt it's so brown the print still looks really cool though yeah i think so i think the print is really cool um but i open it up and i say why is my shirt brown and i do a little closer inspection and there's just a little hole in the back of the shirt as well i'm like okay it's a brown shirt and there's a hole in it and then i flip it around and there's a design on the back as well where it's just like the the logo of the dude's company okay which fair enough i've ordered t-shirts before thinking there was no back design got it and then the artist signature was on the back right mm -hmm. i don't like when it happens but i acknowledge it's a thing you know i never got clarification oh is there a back design should i have to get clarification probably not but also it wasn't the listing on his website right mm -hmm. it was a post on his instagram and i only saw the front of the shirt so i'm like okay whatever um but i message him and i am like uh, should i find the exact string of messages gray the gray no, I'll I'll take a summary on this one. You will. Yeah, I'll take a summary on this. Okay. One. Um, I I messaged him and I'm like, yo, I got a brown shirt. What's up? And he, and then I also mentioned the hole, and he says, oh, well, actually, all the shirts in the original twenty five were all on different color tees, and I I also they were all all the shirts I print on are thrifted and second sale and secondhand goods, um. And so that's okay, right? Like, I don't mind if it's thrifted, all that kind of stuff. Weird that he would give me one with a hole in it, right? Mm -hmm. um, but also, what I can't get over is the fact that, okay, like, I understand that the first 25 you printed were all different colors. But in the post you made about the shirt, you only posted the white one over and over again. Like, there were five photos of the white shirt and none of the other colors. Um but he sends me this photo of like the original batch and there's one that's like neon pink and neon blue and like all these different colors. And, and I, again, I don't even mind it. I don't, I don't think the shirt I got is bad. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm, I don't have a brown t-shirt. This is my first brown t-shirt. I'm sure I'm going to use it because it's my only one that's brown. But I'm like, I feel like there's, I, I messaged him. I'm like, I think there's like a gap in communication. I feel like you should have let me know it wasn't going to be white, you know, or that it would have been a different color. And his response to that was basically that I should have known based on his page that it was going to be a different color and secondhand. But his entire page is like he, he's one of those dudes that like thrifts like he, he buys a bunch of, you know, people's clothes and sells them like for way more like vintage kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's not him printing stuff as much. Right. Like this is one of the few designs he's printed. Mm -hmm. But he's saying that because he does secondhand stuff and secondhand goods, I should have known it was going to be printed on a non-white, potentially non-white t-shirt that maybe has a hole in it that I paid $45 for. And again, I'm not upset with the shirt. I like the shirt. I'm upset that he didn't tell me it was going to be brown. You know? Yeah. Am I unreasonable for that? Nah. No, because... He, because at one point in the messages and why I was getting it out to read is at one point he starts one of his messages by saying that like he's sorry for any confusion, but then explains why I should have known anyways. 
But I'm like, that's not, those things can't be true. How, why, how was I supposed to, how was any human supposed to know that? And again, if he had offered a refund, I don't think I would have taken it because I'd prefer just to have the shirt, right? Mm -hmm. Or like a partial refund because again, he's like a local guy, whatever. But like the fact that he didn't even offer it and that he didn't even open up my most recent message just put a really bad taste in my mouth, you know? Leave a bad Yelp review. He doesn't have a Yelp. He has an Instagram. Leave a bad Instagram review. I don't think I can, Gray the Gray. I don't think I can. Instagram. I don't think I'll do that. But I don't know. I I felt like a jerk at first when he responded and was like, oh, I'm like, I was really happy with how that shirt came out. And it's like, I'm not unhappy with it. Right. Mm -hmm. But also too, what I am unhappy about and probably I. Well, a hole in it. Well, the hole in it, yeah. But if he had said, oh, it's vintage, or there's, there might be some wear and tear, and also it's brown, I think I still would have ordered it. You know what would have been the deal breaker? The gigantic black logo on the back that says FRU, FRU. Like, it just... It How make, big is it on the back? It takes up, like, half the shirt. Yeah, that's kind of... It's re- Like, even if it were small, I, wouldn't, I don't like back designs. Yeah. I'm only going to be able to wear this shirt now during the winter when I cover up, you know? Mm-hmm. Because, like, I think back designs are generally pretty tacky. Unless it's a gigantic raccoon version of my friend. Of course. Yeah. So, I don't know. That would have been the deal breaker, I think, is if I knew there was a back design. But, again, I feel like that's the part that he's least culpable for for not telling me. You know? Maybe. Maybe. Again, I need your thoughts here. I need need your help to process all this, Grayson. I don't know. I, I mean... Is this someone that you followed for an extended period of time, or is this someone who you only knew because they did the T-shirt? I the... only knew them from this T-shirt because the band posted it, it after their their show. Yeah, I mean, like, I can see where he's coming from with like, I only do secondhand stuff. Yeah, and again, I don't mind the whole like that's fine because yeah. it says in the original post of the white T-shirt that the first twenty five were printed on secondhand shirts and everything Mm -hmm. right so it's like reasonable to assume the extra ones he's doing are also going to be that right Mm -hmm. but the color because if he had posted a single other photo of it in any of the other colors okay maybe there is the expectation but i'm going to venture there's a reason he only posted the white one and that's because it by far looked the best yeah you know yeah 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 no, I, I I agree with you. This is bad customer service, you know. And then one he at one what his message was like, I it's a lot. I'm a one person thing. I, I I buy the shirts and I print them all and ship them myself. And little does he know, okay? I sew my shirts for my business. Darn right. God damn, these these entitled millennials, Grayson. They buy their shirts secondhand. You can't get doll shirts secondhand. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh. You cannot. You can not. Grayson, can I ask a question? Sure. Is is twitch.tv slash gray underscore the underscore gray dead? It's on its last legs. No. <laughs> no. No. Who let this happen? Listen, I haven't streamed in like three weeks and I blame Chargle. Chargol is the reason? Yeah, probably. Chargol didn't stay in your apartment for the entire three weeks. You had a good, like, five days without her. This is true. Uh-huh. I feel like I was doing something on those five days, but I don't Shit. remember what now. I think, personally, I blame Bim. 
Um, also a good option. Yeah, 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 yeah. A little bit of Steven. What was it? Because I know some of the days Chargill... Some of the days when uh, Chargill stayed with you and wasn't in my apartment, it was because mm-hmm. I was working and there's no way I can stream after mm, work. This makes sense. This makes sense. So that's definitely part of it. But yeah, combination of a lot of things. That's I haven't so streamed in like three weeks. But I stream tomorrow. Let's go. What are you streaming? No clue. But hopefully I'm going to stream a lot. Okay. Okay. There was something I, I thought about the other day that I was like, oh my God, we did stream that at one point. Or like I was on one of your streams when we did it. Minecraft mini games. There was Ugh. one stream where I had you do a couple Minecraft mini. You I tapped out after like half them. an hour. I hate them so much. They're so fun. So unbelievably fun. I can't imagine they're fun to watch on a Twitch stream. No. But so fun to play. Listen, I am probably going to play some Minecraft, but just on Hopeless. But JC, hear me out. Okay. I want to do streams with you where we go through and do sponsored streams. Because I get these like notifications in my email over and over about uh, different apps and things like that. Will, mm-hmm. That will offer me hundreds of dollars to do these streams. Let's and go. As long as people download the app, they'll just pay me hundreds of dollars. Hear me out. If we just do streams making fun of these stupid mobile apps and just have a few people download, we can just split the cash. This is true. Bam. We just have a ridiculous time playing awful games. That's true. And, and it could be the case where we both play them. However, what if one of us plays them and then the other is creating in Photoshop really deceptive advertisements for this game. <laughs> this is a very good... I'm Thoughts. imagining you're probably the Photoshop guy. This is a fantastic I idea. I mean, we can swap off, you know? We could we could take turns Photoshopping and such. My one thought with that, though, mm-hmm. is that we're basically exploiting the system by having both of us download it um, because it, a lot of the sponsors, the way they work is you have to have someone download it, use your code, and then get to a certain point in the mm. game. And so by having both of us do it, then at least it's a guaranteed person yeah, yeah, that yeah. far every single time. This makes sense. This makes sense. But I like that idea so much, I think we just throw it out the window. Shoot. Okay, okay, okay. Because I feel like out of the mangoes and Parsifals and the heavy points in the world, we'll get one person to go that far. Right. Maybe more from the Hans and, and Stevens. Like, even if we don't... <laughs> Even if we don't, we can spread It'll be such so funny misinformation. Exactly. Right. Speaking of misinformation, I was listening to a radio show earlier this morning, and they were finally talking about all the Miranda Sings controversy, and they started playing her like 2012 parody of Gangnam Style, and it is so. I I didn't know people. I 2012 was crazy 2012 was a truly dark time for humanity 2011 to 2012 was an especially dark period i think we start to get out of it around 2013 man i don't know i think we don't get out of it until we like 2015 2016 what happens in 2015 i don't know i just i have a better vibe with 2015 i, I have a great vibe with 2016 though 2016 is a good year 2016 if i were to look over the course of my life i think Peak life starts at 2016, ends 2018. Peak life. Peak life. Peak life. I yeah. think I show up in your life in 2016. So this. Let's really consider out. it. Let's consider it. So you showed up junior year mm-hmm. of high school. Mm-hmm. So you would have shown up 26, 2017, 2018, 20, 2016. You would have shown up in in very late in the year. It's not till December we begin talking. But but you make it in just in time. Let's go. I know. I know. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. 
Um, but that's when I start listening to these radio shows. It's when I decide, oh, I'm going to go to school for wrestling. It's it's when I have Mr. Whitehouse in psychology. So it's like there are, there are a lot really of things a lot going. Of things going for you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, shit ton, honestly. So big ups to 2016, if we're being honest, yeah. and we are. Good I year. Think. Man and tree happened in 2016. Grayson. You know, that dude in Seattle who, or maybe it was Portland, who climbed to the top of like a 70-foot tree in the middle of the city and just wouldn't come down for days. What? <laughs> there was just a homeless man who climbed a tree and wouldn't come down for days. And there was like all these news stations reporting on it, like live coverage of how long he was spending in the tree. You don't remember Man and Tree? No. Shit. This is, again, peak life for me. So weird you don't remember it. Oh, also the start of the presidential election. Yeah, this is true. So, again, a lot going for 2016. Okay. Or rather than the start of the presidential, it's just the presidential election year. I guess so. But, I mean, I'm not as invested by the time we get to the real election. I'm much more invested in the primaries, Mm. you know? As most people the, are. The opposite of most Americans, actually. No. No, but, but people just don't realize. It's so fun, you know? It's true. It's it's just it's simply too fun. When I think your perception might have been skewed because that was an exceptionally fun primary. The funnest election ever, but it was my yeah. first. And 20 fucking 20? 20, 2020, 2019 didn't disappoint with a Democratic primary. No, but I think 2016 was extra special because we had a primary for both parties. It's true, no and I've been waiting for the day, and I think we're going to get it fucked, okay? Honestly, what needs to happen right now, just so we can guarantee a fresh election in the next cycle, is maybe Trump wins this one, becomes president again, so that way we knock his two terms out. Mm-hmm. Biden dies in the four years, okay? <laughs> we're guaranteed to— I mean, if Biden loses, he's not running again. Oh, that's fair. He would just be so old. Yeah, he doesn't need to die. He just there's no. But we could really secure it if he does yeah. pass. Okay, no, so that we said he wasn't going to really run this time around. You know, I mean, there's still a chance he doesn't. Really? Yeah. Shit. I don't know. Trump did his second ever podcast the other day. It was for the UFC, and he he only talked about fights. That's incredible. Not a single mention of politics. He's a really committed to the sport. Yeah, apparently he just, like, calls Dana White after the UFC pay-per-views just to talk about the fights. And Dana White, because he's a former president, Mr. Trump, just has to put up with it and listen to him talk about the fights. That's hilarious. Which, like... That is the greatest use of being an ex-president <laughs> I've course. ever heard. Just to have Dana White's ear. Yeah. Of course. Well, of course. just to think, like, okay, what can I do with this power? Oh, I'm going to call the CEO of the show that I like. Yeah. And just tell him what I think. <laughs> just yeah, give his opinions. Do his own little podcast for him. Yeah, that's very exciting. That's incredible. And apparently, also when Trump was president, I f- I don't remember where the source is or where it's from, but I've heard it, so it's probably true. Is that when Trump was president, one of the only people, like out of like maybe a couple, where Trump would ask people to leave the room to take a phone call was Vince McMahon, that's which so is wild. That's incredible. <laughs> So shouts out to Vince. There's also there's this podcast called Behind the Bastards. Have you ever listened to it? No. The the host of it's terrible. Okay, I already hate it. But basically, they do these deep dives, and it's like an hour long, or maybe it's a couple episodes that are both an hour long, 
where they dive into the background of like history's most notorious bastards, okay? So it's like all these Nazis from World War II. It's all like historical people and war criminals. And their first person who's a non-war criminal um, that they're doing a series on. Again, usually each episode's like 45 minutes to an hour. And it could be one to two parts. Um, this one's six parts. And it's all about Vince McMahon. Um, and I've been trying to listen to it. I got an episode and a half in, but these people are so fucking bad at their jobs, okay? Because they want to be serious and, like, journalistic because they do a lot of research, but they present it in such a shitty non-journalistic way. And then you think, okay, well, if you're going to compromise your journalism, right, if you're going to compromise your journalistic integrity, at least be funny. But their jokes are so not funny, and they do all this moral grandstanding of like, oh, Vince was this terrible person. And yes, he was, right? Atrocious. But they're like saying all this stuff about how inappropriate Vince is, how Vince jokes about all these inappropriate things. And then they turn around a second later and start laughing about Vince admitting to him being raped by his mom. And it's like, what side are we on? Okay. Personally, I'm on the side of the mom. <laughs> Mrs. McMahon. <laughs> It's a bold stance. It's a bold stance. Also, would you like to know where he leaked that information that he was raped by his mom? Please. I thought you were about to answer because you got the first syllable right. It was Playboy magazine. And it was an incredibly funny visual. I didn't need these podcast hosts to paint it because they were not funny, right? But the subject matter is so inherently funny that Vince is describing his most you know vulnerable, vulnerable traumatic experience yes in life and it's just the centerfold of a playboy <laughs> magazine <laughs> it's all naked women and then you get the vince mcmahon talking when about i was touched. a child and then the the interviewer for playboy asks him what when he lost his virginity right after those questions and i think the assumption is okay we're not counting rape right mm -hmm. so like avoid all that kind of stuff so hey vince what when did you lose your virginity? Which, again, is a wild follow-up to someone admitting to being raped. <laughs> really, um, truly. Um, but then he describes how when he was little, his cousin had these girls come over, and they would play with his dick when he was, like, four or five. But he said, of course, he couldn't get hard back then. Um, and so his next example of when he lost his virginity, if that one didn't count, is he remembers going off into the woods with a little girl and wanting to shove leaves, leaves inside of her. Neither of these stories were him losing his virginity. <laughs> it's just insane <laughs> That's how stories. he answered. It's just, I didn't know this information was out there about Vince. So maybe I do need to listen to the rest of this six-part series. Because you know, they're really digging some stuff I know, up. It's impressive what they're managing to find. So I'll probably listen to the rest. I've convinced myself. But poor Vince. That's absurd. Yeah. They also kind of explains why he is. Well, they they all they keep insinuating to the podcast host. They keep insinuating that Vince is a liar and like we shouldn't believe that he was raped. But it's like it's a wild thing to not even insinuate. They just outright say it. So like, take it with a grain of salt. He lies about everything. So like, what? Why would he lie about it? Why would he lie about it and then lie about it to Playboy wait, magazine? Wait, do you know what he got interviewed by Playboy? Like why he did the interview? What it was to promote? Why would I know that? Okay, but just take a guess. What was he promoting 
in condoms. The, no, 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 no. That's too reasonable. He was promoting the XFL Football League. There's no way. And he said, what better way to get eyes on my football league than to be in a Playboy magazine admitting to my first rape experience? Of course, not one he perpetrated. Um, those, those come later, later in life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Except actually. So, shouts out to Vince. <clears throat> <clears throat> what a guy yeah what what i find so fucked up is that they're 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 undermining everything vince says and they're like we'll take it with a grain of salt he's a notorious liar and then they go on to quote hulk hogan and it's like that man is because vince lies i guess right but vince does it in a way where you can't really call him out on lying you know does that make sense like he, he covers his tracks he's a strategic liar hulk hogan's not hulk hogan's a prolific liar where there's very obvious and Googleable evidence of him lying everywhere about everything. And they use him as like firsthand source for just so much. It's just crazy to me. Huh. What are you going to do? Shout out to Hulk Hogan, by the way. Every few days I think about when he tweeted his condolences to the family of Bam Margera, Margera for dying. And Bam Margera was very alive. <laughs> That's a great bit. It's awesome. I don't think it wasn't a bit, though. No, but what if? Hulk Hogan, no. He lacks... Terry Bollea lacks a fundamental self-awareness, Grayson. I hate to tell you well, this. Well, when you play a character nearly 24-7 for decades of your life, I can't imagine you're that in touch with reality. It's fair. It's fair, especially when, like, legally we're making distinctions between whether or not Terry Bollea or Hulk Hogan has a thermosized penis, you know? It's so true. The the lines of what's real and what's not, they just they become so hard to see through. So very. <sighs> it's tough. It's a tough, tough life. But you gotta consider. Yeah. I don't really remember. But like honestly, if it, if you were a famous person. Okay. Think about how funny it would be if like you were in a movie or something, you were a star of a movie, and then your co star was just off living their life. It was about the premiere, and then suddenly you tweeted out my condolences to the family of my co-star. Uh, I'm really sorry for the loss of your loved one, and I hope you find peace through the screen. Just out of nowhere. Bam, and it's a photo of him with Bam Margera, like doing like the wrestling pose. It's like he's no, he Bam Margera responded. That makes it better. That's wild. That's so much better. It's an inc- it would be an incredible bit just to tweet that out of nowhere. If we get enough money while they're still alive, we got to get Bam Margera. And Hulk Hogan, the co-star in a buddy cop film, Grayson, okay? Why? Why? So we can recreate it. We can we can have Hulk Hogan tweet it out again, okay? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. No, so the ending, Bam Margera, I don't know, am I saying that right? You are. He sacrifices himself in order to save the day from some explosion. And then it cuts from the scene of the explosion, rolls credits. After the credits, it's Hulk Hogan tweeting out, that he died you see him posted on his phone he presses tweet then you pan out from over his shoulder bam walks up and says i'm not dead Uh, and then that's the big twist ending he didn't actually die in the explosion holy shit this is so meta and then you then you plug the second follow-up sequel movie well obviously yeah yeah of course of course of course of course what the fuck um 
I, I had a, a genius idea and it's disappeared from my mind in the last few minutes and I worry we'll never get it back, Grayson. Well, I have an entirely different thing that we can talk about. Oh, great. About. Okay. Um, I was going to shave most of my facial hair this morning. Like I went to bed thinking to myself, man, I really need to shave. This is getting outrageous. It's it's too much. I can't deal with it. I'm, the, I'm still scratching at it, picking at it. The thought of Hulk Hogan inspired you to do a handlebar mustache and dye it white? No, but I had a dream. Okay. And in that dream, I looked into a mirror and my facial hair looked so disgusting. I was like, man, that's terrible. I got to get rid of that. Um, and then I woke up thinking about that dream. And then I walked to my mirror and I looked at myself. And I was like, you know what? This really isn't that bad compared to that dream. And so then I didn't shave it off. That's wonderful. I'm right? so glad that you were able to find that in yourself, you know, to look yeah. in the mirror and not see a disgusting beard you need to shave. Yeah. I mean, the beard was really bad in the, in the dream. In the dream. Yeah. yeah. Well, this morning, I, I woke up from a dream. And I don't, it was like a really abrupt waking. And I don't remember any other detail about the dream aside from the very last thing in it. And Brandy was there. And I remember her yelling, that bird bitch. And I don't know what that bird bitch was or about, but it was her calling someone or something a bird bitch. Well, could it have been a bird that was a bitch? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Because why would someone call a bird a bird bitch? Wouldn't you just say, oh, that that well maybe you would say that bird bitch shit you bring up a great point but i just i wish there was context there you know yeah yeah what was the context for you looking in the mirror i don't remember that Fuck. was really the only detail of my dream that i remembered as well that's so sad i'm but sorry the beard it was so wiry and awful and like was not grown out i'm sorry I'm so you gotta hit up Hans, okay? He'll, he'll get you all airbrushed up, okay? You're so he'll right. He'll get you looking pretty for your photos. Get those filters on the camera roll, guys. Go look at Chargle's last Instagram post, the one where she commemorates her time in Austin and Ballet Austin, because there's a photo of me, you, Chargle, and Hans recording the episode of Boy Oh Boy from a couple weeks ago, and Hans looks crazy in it, like. He looks so fake. Almost plastic-like. Yeah. Charcoal also. And they, they almost look like they were photoshopped into the image. Like, Hans was taking the photo. We know he was there. Yeah. He looks like a mannequin that we photoshopped into the photo. Like, Charcoal looks like she's there. Her body was there and everything. Maybe you photoshop yeah. her face a bit. Yeah. Hans looks like you just slapped him in the corner on like another layer in Photoshop. Yeah. yeah. It's wild. Very and weird photo. We're trying to figure out if Hans manipulated this photo digitally before uploading it to our Google Photos folder. Hans, did you airbrush your face before uploading this to the Google Drive? We need to know. We it's need an answers. insane looking photo. We need to know it what caused it. It can't be real. There's no way. It can't be real. Okay, Be Real. Grayson, did you ever join Be Real? I did. I did it for a good long while and then I kind of got bored. Fuck. That's so sad. Apparently, Brandy's back at it on Be Real. And Hans, I guess, has been consistent the entire time. I believe he has, yeah. That's wild. He did Be Real the entire time he was in Austin? I think so. That's crazy. He lived with me when he was here in Austin, and I didn't even realize it. That's so fucked up. I think Chug was pretty consistent with it, too. This is even more fucked up, okay? Even more fucked up. But, I, again, I am so happy. I can't express enough how happy I am that our, our Tinder for Chargle yielded such success. And finding really her, her life partner. Because, legitimately, if she has four days left in Austin, three and a half days left in Austin, and she decides to spend three of those last days with this boy instead of us, 
okay? Because we know the special place that we hold in her life. For him to choose, for her to choose Andrew over us, is big. It's love. Yeah, it's love. Must be. It's love. It's beautiful. Why aren't you crying? And I already love him, also because apparently he knew who the AEW wrestler Darby Allen was. What? Chargles asked me if I knew who Darby Allen was, and of course I do. He. He's a wrestler. He fought CM Punk in his first match back in 10 years. And then Chargill asked me out of the blue, do I know who Darby Allen is? Because I guess Andrew liked Darby Allen. This is all I have. This is all I know about the boy. But I trust him. I know he does pottery. I do know he does pottery as well. Apparently he can't cook the pottery. He does no, not have he has a kiln. To go back to Dallas. Yeah, that's kind of lame. Yeah, feels a little manipulative, honestly. Honestly, yeah, like he's trying to parlay all these Tinder dates into a road trip to Dallas. That's that's messed up. No, he's really trying to parlay all these Tinder dates into people making free pottery for him. Oh fuck! Because yeah, who's gonna pick it up? Chargill's not gonna probably ever get her pottery back. No shot. No shot. I mean, they are in love, I guess. So she probably will. In hindsight, no, I, I think you're right. She'll probably also get all the pottery from all the other Tinder dates that didn't work out. You think so? I think so. You don't think Chargo will be jealous and, and make him get rid of all those ones? Well, they can make a date out of smashing them. Oh, that'd be so sweet. That'd be so sweet. Um, would he, like, share a memory of the girl before he smashes each pot? No. Oh. That'd be kind of weird. Oh, I guess. But it's like, it's, it's how you get closure from these things, you know? The smashing isn't enough closure? No, 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 no. Because if you just smash willy-nilly... Like, let's say Chargill smashes a girl's pot, and that girl was very close to him. Well, he never got the closure. He didn't get to smash it. So at least if he's saying something about every pot, we guarantee it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should let him know. Probably. We've got this down to a science. Okay, Grayson? Also, fuck Merit Coffee. I know you don't yeah, like it. Suck. But I went there today because I arrived to your apartment complex a little bit early, like two hours before you even got home from work because I just didn't want to drive back to my apartment because it just would have been a whole to do. It would have added like two hours of driving to my day. It just wasn't interested in, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I decided, okay, I'll stay up in North in Austin until the podcast. And so I'm looking for these places to go and Merritt Coffee, I remember, is right here. And I'm like, oh, it's a coffee shop. I can go just get something small and, like, sit there and work on my work stuff there. Mm. And I show up to Merritt Coffee, and I, I stand there for a minute or two looking over what I want to get. And I decide, okay, I know it. I want an iced lavender latte. And I see they have a bagel, too. And I'm like, oh, I want that bagel because it sounds good. It's like rosemary and sea salt, okay? And I go up to the, the lady, and I say, can I get these? And she says, actually, we're out of both of them. We close in two minutes. And then I leave. What coffee shop closes at 7 p.m.? Okay? A bad one like Merit Coffee. Exactly. So then what am I to do? I go to Mandola's. Okay? The yeah, Italian Mandola's restaurant. Where it's at. They even serve coffee there. That's why and I it went. It so much better. I didn't want to get food because I'd already gotten food before I even came down to the triangle. I first ate at a restaurant up in Round Rock. I ate at a place called Waffle Love, as featured on the Great Food Truck Race on the Food Network. Okay? Naturally. Of course. And I got my, my grilled cheese waffle and tomato soup. Okay? And it was fantastic. 
and I was going to stick around there because apparently they didn't close until like 9 p.m. I was like, oh, okay, this gives me plenty of time. But then I realized, shit, I'm still a half hour away from Grayson. So I'd rather be closer just in case, you know, than like, like what if it came time to like, oh, well, it's eight. I have to be at Grayson's at 830. And then I get in the car and there's an hour of traffic, you know. Mm-hmm. So I figure, let me just go to the area. So I'm there already. So I, well, that's part of the reason why I left. The other part is that the vibes at Waffle Love were all off, Grayson, okay? No, the vibes were off. Listen, I was the only person there. I walked in and there was no one there. Like, it was open, but it was really silent and there was no one. And then eventually someone poked their head out and was like, oh, can I help you? And then I ordered, okay? And then as I'm waiting for my food, it's been like five minutes, I'm sitting there waiting. Just the speakers all come on really loud. I think the employee decided to put on music. And then it plays that that one, fuck it, just give me a reason, just a little bit's enough. That song, you mm-hmm. know that one? Mm-hmm. It plays that once. And after that, it plays Bad Day on loop. Okay? Wait. Because it had a bad day. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to break down. I don't know the musician, Daniel something. I mostly know it from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah. And we were just talking about it the other day off the podcast. I know it primarily from the Club Penguin lyric videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. But it just started repeating. Um, And then no one was showing up still. And I was like, do I really want to sit here for the next two hours? And I said, no, let me let me try Maywit Coffee. And what a mistake it was. Truly. Had I known, I would have just stayed and listened to the song. Or gone directly to Mandolas. Or, well, okay, well, let's get to Mandolas now. I go there after Mailwit was a failure. This place is packed on a Wednesday, okay? Well, Mandolas is simply so good. I guess so, but it is packed to the gills. Maybe a couple empty tables in sight. And I don't even know if I'm entitled to a table because I'm not getting food. I just walk up to the cafe and I say, ooh, can I get those rainbow cookies called Neapolitans? And can I also get a cold brew? Because I wanted something cold. All the other coffee was hot, okay? Mm-hmm. Grayson, the rainbow cookies were fine. Okay, nothing to write home about, right? But they weren't bad. Your brother had one. But the cold brew, atrocious, okay? It was disgu- – like it sat in your mouth and it like – before you even swallow and taste it it tasted bad okay like it just there was a wave over all your tongue and gums that just felt unpleasant and then you swallow it and it was just as unpleasant going down and then i gave it to wilson uh and he gave it to maria maria and maria said uh ooh, that's terrible and she spit it out and had to like get something to wash it down and then wilson tried it and loved it and Wilson said it made him nostalgic because when you and him were children, you would apparently have to drive this great distance with your father. To, to a s- coffee shop on Saturday mornings to go to his Bible study. Oh, he didn't even say it was a coffee shop. He said it was like in a high school church. Oh, this is an entirely separate Oh, memory. okay. Yeah, it was a high school church where like your dad would run some church thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, or an elementary school gym. An elementary school gym, I think he said it was, where your dad would run the church thing Mm -hmm. and he would get coffee from there but apparently wilson at the time thought it was cool if he drank just regular black coffee and so that's what he did 
but because he didn't want it hot, he would bring his black coffee half filled over to the water fountain and half fill it with just water fountain water and then mix it up, wait for it to be not hot and then drink it. And he said it tasted identical to the Mandola's cold brew. That's incredible. That's disgusting. I paid $6 for that. (laughs) That's really twisted. Okay. I got to tell you, I'm surprised that their cold brew is that bad because all of their hot stuff is really, really good. I just was so not in the mood for hot stuff. And even the cold brew like had like a fancy name on the menu. Mm-hmm. So I was expecting it to be really good. But when I ordered it, the kid walked from behind the cafe, went into the kitchen, came back with one of the classic Mandola cups. You know, those plastic ones you can take home. Mm-hmm. And then just put it under just like some portable coffee thing and it spewed it out. And he put a top on it and gave it to me. Well, that makes sense because cold brew, you have to have like pre-prepared. Mm-hmm. You have to have it like ready. But everything else is behind the counter, like out of reach. I could have just pressed the lever on that one. It was like it was next to the cash register. It just felt like in a weird spot mm-hmm. um, and looked so unceremonious. Mm-hmm. And then he put a plastic lid on it. And I said, can I get a straw? And he looked for a second and said, oh, I don't have any. And then I had to find my own straw, which I did successfully, but it was not the experience I was hoping for, you know? I didn't even know they served cold brew. Well, I, again, I would really highly recommend not getting it. Right. Unless you're Wilson. Yeah. Or unless you also made a habit of filling up your black coffee with water fountain water. Can't say I did. But, like, if someone were to describe the taste, like, if someone drank coffee... And then they were so outraged and repulsed by it. They described it as black coffee had diluted with water fountain water. That sounds like a really creative insult, you know, a really mm-hmm. creative, artful way of painting a picture of how bad it is. But for Wilson, that's wonderful. That's just like a good, a good time all around. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't. Those memories simultaneously great and terrible so yeah very emotional very nostalgic what was terrible about it for you well getting up every sunday morning at like five in the morning to drive out to the middle of nowhere did you get to sleep in the car no why not well because we were typically picking up donuts and stuff and doing a whole bunch of other stuff on the way picking up donuts is so so momentary though and i also like cannot sleep in the car very well i'm not very good at it that's so sad i'm so sorry to hear this not even when you were a little boy No, when I was little, I would sleep all the time in the car. Were you not a little boy in this scenario? I mean, I was probably, I don't know, like 13, 14. Oh, so you were a boy. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Still not not, not gargantuan, though. Not to the point where it would hurt to sleep in the car. No, it's not about like a size thing. I think at some point I just started getting like car sick, especially when my dad's driving. He's a very... That's so sad. Very violent driver. Mm -hmm. Um. But it it sucks because I I get so sleepy because I used to fall asleep as a baby in the car. I get so sleepy but can never fall asleep. That's devastating. I'm always on like the edge of sleep when I'm in a car. It's I'm terrible. so sorry. I'm so sorry. And d- 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 are you able to read in the car or no? I get car sick. So no. you can. Okay, no. okay. Can you read on a boat? I haven't been on a lot of boats. Me neither. I haven't been on a boat since I was so little. But everyone in my family gets seasick. But... I don't think I would, personally. You think you're tougher than that? I think I am, because everyone else gets sick in the car and can't read. I'll do jumping jacks in the car, okay? Wow, reading. 
is that's my favorite thing to do while in the car, Grayson. Wow. And I'll sleep in the car too. I'll sleep on an airplane. I'll sleep in a car. I can sleep on an airplane sometimes. That's crazy. That's way more uncomfortable. Uh, no, it definitely is. It's so much more uncomfortable. But I think because there's so much less motion, um, it's easier. That's for me to fair. Sleep. It's still not easy. Like it's still very hard. Where do but. you weigh in on the etiquette of? And maybe you can't do this because of your body's proportions, but or not proportions, just your size. Mm. But laying down the tray in front of you and resting your head on it. Oh, I do that all the time. Okay, because I do it a I lot too. Barely fit, but I do it all the time. I just worry that the person next to me thinks I'm like a monster for it. You know? What are they gonna do? Well, it's just like, what if they need to get up? They'll climb over you. How? I've seen it done. I've never, but I guess I'm asleep yeah. with my face down on a tray. But I just, I don't know. I always feel too like I'm, I'm putting too much weight on it, and I'm pulling back on the person in front of me's chair. And I feel bad about that as well. They can get over it. Yeah, but I'd be annoyed if someone did it to me. I'd be like, what the fuck? Why do you keep shifting my chair? Just leave me alone. How much are you shifting it in your sleep? A lot. I move my head a lot. I'm a, I am I think I move a decent amount when I sleep. Oh, then maybe it's different for you. I don't move a lot. Of or because sleep. I'm so uncomfortable. It's a lot of like, you know, deciding, okay, let me rest on the, the wall for a second against the window. Now let me put my head back down. Now let me just lean straight back. Now let me lean on the window again. Now let me put my face on the tray again. There's a lot of repositioning mm-hmm. when I'm on a plane. Mm-hmm. And I worry I annoy the people. Making it over. I, I feel like it doesn't move the tray that much. And I have a lot of weight that I'm putting on that. Yeah, so well, the I'm fact that you that haven't much. noticed it. But I'm always so hyper aware of it. Like, fuck, they hate me. Fuck, they hate me. Like, it's always a great day when there's a little kid in front of me. And like, what the fuck are they going to do? Okay. Mm-hmm. I could yeah, beat the I, shit out of them. I just wouldn't worry about it. My only concern when putting the tray down is one, the the weight that you mentioned, because I, I have a lot of volume in my head. You know, it's a very heavy thing. The majority of your weight is located in the skull. Truly massive. Yeah. Um, well, just but, dense. But then also, a lot of times, um, because of, you know, my size, as we mentioned, the top of my head will be pressed up against the chair. And I'm always worried that they're going to, like, lean back in their chair and bump my head. and it's gonna Paralyze be- you. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. That's devastating. It could happen, though. Yeah. So stay woke, Grayson, okay? I'll do my best. Absolutely. I think maybe we should start saying that at the end of the podcast. Instead of us riding off to the sunset. Please, no. It's us, you know informing the listeners that we have a duty here at boy oh boy at night and that's the really truly in the words of donald glover stay woke you know red pill our audience what red pill we're doing that to them Mm -hmm. or they're just already red pilled no we're red pilling them by telling them to stay woke yep will you also join me in telling them to stay woke probably not will you do it separately jc this is entirely separate okay but you know I'm a Tucker Carlson fan. Obviously. He did an interview with Andrew Tate, who we also talked about on this podcast today. Who you are also a major fan of. Not at all. Okay. I think he's a degenerate loser. But I'm kind of upset about it. Why would Tucker Carlson talk to him? Well, because Tucker Carlson also is a little bit of a degenerate loser. But an entirely different type of degenerate loser. I don't know. I feel like someone who's... I don't know. He's in that circle. No, 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 no. Tucker Carlson is a, de- a degenerate loser because he's part of the, like the debate kid mentality uh-huh. that is uh, mostly personified by like Ben Shapiro. I think he's better than Ben Shapiro, but but you can't like if he still had a show on Fox and he had free reign to do whatever, he's bringing Andrew Tate on his Fox show. 
You know, like that's not out of character for him. Maybe it's so uncontroversial. But, like, but definitely the degenerate loser that Andrew Tate is is like the pimp and sexually exploitative type, which does not align with the degenerate loser type of Tucker Carlson. Very well, just different the controversy. Types. I think Tucker likes that, right? He he likes getting people going. I don't know, maybe. I think that's all he likes. That's all he d- derives joy from. Nah, I no? don't think so. No. What do you think he derives joy from, if not irritating others? I think he is very much a debate kid. He just likes being right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're pro-Andrew Tate is what you're saying? Very anti-Andrew Tate. So now you're anti-Tucker. No, I'm just kind of disappointed. Okay, well, you got to pick a side here, okay? Things are very binary, black and white in this world. Are you pro conservatism and raping girls and sex trafficking or or are you part of the woke mind virus? Which one is it? Those are my two options. Those are the only options in this life. So you better pick. I know where I'm at. Do you? Yeah. Which one? Somewhere in the middle. Oh, of course. Yeah. But you personally you got to pick. Yeah, I don't have that option. Fuck. No, no, you definitely don't. Yeah. No, 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 no. No. Maybe I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Next week, maybe. Big reveal. Is Grayson part of the woke mind virus? Uh, what's, what's, what's the most accurate way to describe those people? And I, I'm sorry to describe it that way if you classify yourself as one of them. Um, but someone who, anti-talker, what would you say the most apropos way to describe them would be? JC. Mm-hmm. Probably a libtard. Fuck. That's a lot. That's the traditional lingo for it. That's some really heavy language, Grayson. That's some, like, 2014 YouTube lingo yeah. for liberals. Yeah. No, and I remember it well. I really do. I really do. Are you pro or anti-Martin Shkreli? That's what we're getting <laughs> and at. That really is what it comes down to. <laughs> exactly. And I, again, somewhere in the middle. You know, he did a lot of good things, that Martin Shkreli. Such as and including? I think he did a lot to bring awareness to Harambe. You know, fair <laughs> enough. You. That's actually a great point. <laughs> Thank you very much. Fair enough, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. He also did a, brought a lot of attention to the exploits of the pharmaceutical industry and their corruption. Well. He brought a lot of attention to that. I guess in some sense, you're absolutely right. You're he might not right. have meant to. Is he still in prison? No, I think he's out now. I think he's on probation. Like, he has to wear, like, the ankle bracelet still. Let's go. <laughs> he's just such a like menace to society. Without that ankle bracelet. Oh, the things <laughs> he might he'd go be start doing. a new pharmaceutical company. Oh, my goodness. That'd be terrifying. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to get the big reveal next week. But, Grayson, before we get there, before we do ride off into the sunset, what else do we need to talk about? Honestly, I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot. I have D&D coming up. Yeah. Streams tomorrow. Streams come back tomorrow. I have Woo. D&D on Friday. Woo. Um, I also have to get my tires replaced because the tire blew out. I'm doing that on Friday. Oh, yeah, because your tire had already blown out last podcast, and it's right. still not fixed. Well, because I couldn't do it on Saturday because I was working. Yeah. I was going to do it on Sunday, but uh, apparently discount tires just not open on Sunday. Messed and then, up. Uh, uh, my thought was, okay, well, now I just have to go into work for the next few days because it closes at, like, 5. I got to work at 8. But your spare has been doing you well. Yeah, my spare has got me to and from work for the past three days. Let's and then, go. Uh, I was going to go tomorrow because it was my first day where I was going to be free. Uh, but then I checked their website to try and make an appointment. Earliest appointment was uh, 1230 on Friday. For all their locations near you or just one? Just the one, but I okay. want to try a different location. This is fair. This because is very fair. 
when I put in my zip code, uh, the zip code pulled up a bunch of locations in South Austin. I was like, I don't want to go to South Austin. There, I got one right by me. There was only one that was like North Austin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'd rather just go the three miles north than make my way all the way across the river. This makes sense, Gray the Gray. I have to be honest. I have to. I have to concede. This does make sense. But otherwise, D and D is all well. Listen, no. Oh it's shit. Not. Oh shit. Because Chargill's gone. Who's gonna play the truly tip squeak? The skipper. The skipper. Listen, when Chargill was at our last session, because there there has been a, a week's gap. There was supposed to be another session last week, um, and I wasn't gonna be able to attend because obviously I was going to Chargill's show. Obvi. Right. And we're going in, so we were going into a boss battle when Chargill showed up. Turns out the guy we were fighting was not the final boss. He was already tough enough, but there's an additional final boss beyond that he's summoning. And we have no idea what this thing's going to be. We've done our best to kind of figure it out, but we really don't have any idea. And so I was really worried, oh, I'm not going to be able to go to this next session. Someone's going to have to play my character because they don't stand a chance without my character because he's uh, like the healer and everything, so he keeps everyone up. They would just die without him there. So I was going to have someone else play my character, and I spent hours writing out a strategy guide, one, to how to play the character, and two, how to face this monster. Hours? Hours. To oh. try and figure out how to, to face this monster, because, I mean, if we don't have a plan, then it's just going to kill us all. Of course. Um, none of my plans are working. It's going to be a disaster, JC. And Is it because so, they were implemented poorly or because they were poor plans? They're good plans. But it is good plans that I don't think will be enough because I think our DM uh, overestimates how much power we have and is going to throw something way too hard at us. This is so messed up. I'm so sorry, Grayson. It's going to be a disaster. I'm so sorry. Just cheat. But point is, I spent all this time prepping the the strategy guide for him to play it. And then they were like, "Eh, what if we just wait a week? Oh, so they didn't even do it. They didn't even do it. Oh, shit. I just wasted bitches. a bunch of time. Like, obviously, I can still use the plans and everything. Yeah, that I was it's so good up. you have the strategy. But I, I just spent so much time also, like, writing out, okay, here's yeah, how you you're going to play the character. It. Yeah, that's it's, not. Well, I, I wrote paragraphs. Like, I typed a whole thing up for him God so that damn. he would also know, like, because if he was playing my character, because, again, he we would need my character there for, like, to any chance to survive. I basically uh-huh. wrote up a whole thing, like, okay, so... Uh, here's the exact steps you're going to take. Here's the spells you're going to cast in the order you're going to cast them to try and get as much damage out of my character as possible and keep everyone up. And so I like I had written out this pretty extensive strategy guide for him. And now it's all for naught. Fuck. It's messed up. I'm really sorry that it was for naught. But maybe in the future. Maybe. Maybe this exact scenario with all the exact same characters will happen again one day. Maybe. And you'll have it prepped. Save hours of your life. I think, honestly, what's going to happen is we're just all going to die on this next fight. Will you just start a new campaign? I don't know. Oh, because now you guys aren't together at work anymore, right? Well, it's less that I'm worried that we won't, like, hang out. Okay. Uh, more that I'm like, man, I don't want to make a new character. Yeah, that's We fair. barely got anywhere in this campaign, and I felt like he had a pretty good story going, so yeah. I'd, I'd rather keep just keep playing. He's but I don't probably know aware enough not to end it now, you know? I would hope so, but keep in mind this is the same DM who uh, wanted to kill all of our characters after the first session. So I, I do remember know. this. Yeah. I do remember this. That is unfortunate. So, Well, we'll see how it goes, Gray the Gray. You must keep us abreast, okay? You must keep us abreast. Uh, while, while everyone at home stays woke, you know? I'll do my best. I'll do my best. Are you going to stay woke? Probably not. Why not? Too red-pilled. Fuck, so now we know. Now we know where you lie. Yeah, you got a little, you got a little early. God damn it. This is big. 
this is really this is pro Martin Shkreli is what I'm learning. Absolutely not. Oh shit! Anti Martin Shkreli. Darn right. Holy shit! That's bold. Those are fighting words. He's about to get his ankle bracelet off. Okay. Yeah, it's a really controversial opinion. You to be better to the man who committed crimes and then went to prison for them. Better run for your life once that, once those keys. I don't know how you take an ankle bracelet off. I have to be honest. It's probably electronic. I'm figuring. Yeah, I would, I would imagine. Yeah. Hmm. We'll, we'll soon find out, Grayson. Are we going to invite him on the podcast and hold him accountable? I would only hope so. Okay, good. Good, good, good. But do we really want to platform a man like him? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Sunlight is the best disinfectant, as they say. Look what happened to Milo Yiannopoulos. Honestly, good point. Thank you. Thank you very much. He really is doing jack shit now. Yeah, I mean, when the public like saw him, they were like, oh, what well, we get your man. point now. Bye. Yeah. And they moved on. I legitimately, I, I went from 2016, like hearing about him constantly, to a good six years of never hearing about him until he showed up when Kanye West got racist. And that's it. And even since then, I haven't heard about him since, since Kanye West went racist. Didn't and he now, work on Marjorie Taylor Greene's campaign for a little bit? But that was right before the Kanye stuff. Mm. I kind of grouped that all together. Got it. Because, yeah, he was like a 40-year-old intern on her campaign, mm-hmm. unpaid. Which good for him, you know? Mm. Also, good for Kanye in recovery. You know, he loves Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill may also be problematic now. His text messages weren't the best in the world, I guess. I didn't really look at them, but apparently one of his exes leaked private conversations. I heard about that, but then I also heard people were like, this is just a guy who didn't want his girlfriend to go off and do stupid stuff. Well, I think the stupid stuff was posing in bikinis. Oh. Hmm. I was like, I don't know. I mean, he's setting his boundaries. He knows what he wants out of a relationship, yeah. and then he left the relationship and moved on. It's so true. Now he's a family. He's what a, a child. What a guy. What a guy. Okay. What a guy. Got in shape. You know, I may be anti-Martin Shkreli, pro-Jonah Hill. Pro-Jonah... Jonah, Jonah, Jonah Hill. I don't know. That felt like some coded messaging right there, Grace. And that felt like a some really coded... I mean, not even that well-coded, honestly. Some pretty surface-level messaging, but we'll be Wait, back... What's the message? What's the message? Though? I mean, we'll listen back. We'll listen back to the tapes. We'll be back next week with more Boy Oh Boy. Goodbye, everybody. Adios! podcast you never